All right, let's do this. It is Jeff Mayhew. It is thank you for sharing. Dad share number three. Oh man, I love dad share. This week was a good week. I know last uh, couple weeks ago we had a had a bad week. We had a bad dad share, but dad share is fun. Dad share is the best time of the week, and I'm so glad that I get here, get to share it with you guys. So, a couple things we're going to talk about today. Um, one, our dog left for training. Um, the girls didn't take that so great. Uh, I had some good conversations with my kids, uh, specifically my daughter, Julia, and we had family night. We haven't had family night in a while, and I missed it. I love family night. It's my favorite night of the week, except for dad share night, except for if family night and dad share on the same night. That's what we're talking about. Um, so, you know, life's rough. COVID's rough. Times are rough. Everybody knows there's challenges out there, and, um, you know, parents are facing it at work. They're facing it at home. And one of those challenges is spending time with your kids, spending quality time with your kids, and also engaging your kids on a different level because they feel trapped, just like we feel trapped. And so Sunday or Saturday, I decided that we were going to have a family night. We haven't had a family night in a long time, and um, we were going to make spaghetti. My daughter, Sadie, asked me for spaghetti, and I was like, you know what? That's a family meal. We should have a family night meal. And so I decided to do that. So Saturday, um, we, we started out by making, uh, I made the sauce, make homemade sauce or gravy as they call it. I don't know. I'm not Italian. I just watch TV. Um, and so I made spaghetti sauce. Uh, I had my girls, I had everybody help. So the girls pick basil off the leaves. Cause what I do is I take the basil, the garlic, and uh, olive oil and I just blend it up and I make like this little like almost like a sauce and I just put it in there with some you know canned tomato sauce and canned uh, crushed tomatoes and just let it sit with some salt and pepper and whatever and just let it you know heat all day and it tastes pretty good it's pretty easy and get the kids to help so Sadie and Eleanor pick great uh, basil Oliver presses out garlic uh, peels the garlic for me we get this going. Then we move on to our meatballs. Um, I had a little assembly line there. I seasoned all the meat, got it ready to go. Um, Oliver would take and he'd use like a little melon baller and he'd you know, squeeze it in and get just the right amount of meat on there. Then he'd pass it over to the girls and there's three of them there rolling meatballs. Two of them a little less capable than the third, but uh, they did a great job. You know, five-year-olds with a little rubber gloves rolling out meatballs. It works, guys. It works. They are good meatball-making machines. And uh, so we, uh, you know, mom and dad cooked it while they were rolling them out. And then we had family dinner, and it was delicious. The meatballs came out really good. The, the kids did a great job of managing the portions to make sure the meatballs all cooked evenly. They all tasted really good. Um, we had great conversation at the dinner table. Um, Julia and Oliver were talking about Star Wars and the office and school. And the twins just, they just love to be at the table with us. You know, it's its like the highlight of their life. They're five years old. They've grown up in COVID. We rarely go out to eat, um, not necessarily because of COVID, but just because of cost and everything. Um, there's a lot of us to go out. 
And so they, you know, this is such a special treat for them. You know, everything's typically at the smaller table in our house because mom and dad both work a lot and we're not home to eat at the same, we don't eat at the same time. Um, The girls typically eat around five or six. They're in bed by seven. Mom and dad probably don't eat till eight or nine whenever we're done with work. It's hard to have a schedule and, and whatnot in this type of environment. And especially when you're trying to provide for your family, you just try to do the best you can. And so the girls were really excited. They got to have family dinner. They ate up their salad. They ate up their spaghetti. Anytime you can get them to eat food without complaining, that's a win. And after family night, we decided to, what did we do? We played the office, what's your meme game? And that was pretty fun. So I'm a big fan of the office. My wife is, and apparently my kids are, I, you know, look, if you try to pay attention to what your kids watch, it's hard to keep track of everything. They watch the office. I don't think there's anything bad on the office. They're teenage years. They probably watch more stuff with me than that. And anyways, um, they love it. And so Oliver had gotten it for Christmas and we played it and it was an enjoyable game. It was fun to do with the kids. And we even let Eleanor and Sadie play. They felt included. A um, couple things you get out of this game. Um, one, letting the younger kids play. They wanted to learn to read. They're like, oh, I want to be able to read so I can play this game. And I was like, well, you know, here's what it is. And they pretended and they're just really excited to be part of something. And they're like, I'm going to learn to read so I can play for real, you know. And it's just like an, an encouragement for them to grow because that's the next step as in their childhood. It's like they need to learn to be educated. And, and, the, and in order to be educated, you got to read, right? And so they're excited about it. Um, and then it brings, you know, Oliver an opportunity to practice his reading out loud. He struggles with that. I struggle with that. We are simpatico there. And, you know, it, I, can, I can tell through the game, how he's growing, just in the game alone, how each question that he reads out loud, he's getting a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable, and he's able to read better. And, you know, that confidence is building in him. In this little tiny environment of our family, in this game, he's gaining, he's growing, and it's just such a magical moment as a father. And Julia, you know, Julia does what Julia does. She engages, she's funny. And she tries to, for lack of a better word, mother everyone. And, uh, you know, sometimes that causes conflict in between the real mother and the daughter. But uh, I think overall it's more a um, compliment than anything else. And uh, so it was a really great time. I love family night. Uh, let me give you a little backstory on our family nights. So I started family night when... We were living in Manassas way back when, before COVID hit, when Oliver and Julia were like, I want to say like they were six or seven. I don't know. It's really hard to remember now. And anyways, uh, I I decided to start it because I didn't think I was being a good enough dad. I didn't think I was spending enough time with my kids, enough quality time with my kids. And I... I was busy and I was like, well, I got to schedule something. So I, I was like, I came up with this family night idea and I tried to do games with them, but it started out with like, just like the skit game that I made up. It was like, we just tried to make each other laugh. It was something easy that 
anyone could do realistically. It wasn't too competitive. It was just for fun. And it was a real good experience. We did karaoke, some other things for a long period of time. And as they got older, it kind of transitioned from me trying to spend more time with them to me trying to be a dad and teach them and have them grow. And then it transitioned into dad wants to spend time with kids. You know, like I miss my kids. I, I you know, this was a, this project was a success. It brought me close to my children. And now I spend lots of time with my children, but I don't get to do things I want to do with my kids. So now it transitioned from for the kids, but for dad now. And then we hit like a roadblock because, you know, some of the things that I wanted to see for my kids are things that they don't want to do. Like, I don't know, write some poetry, write a story, um, you know, stuff like that. And they see it as work. And I get it. That's what they do at work. They're like, now this is homework. This isn't fun. This isn't family night. And, and, you know, I understand that to a degree, but I want to see that part of you too. You know, you're, you go to school and they tell you what to write and how to write and all that stuff. And I just want to give you an opportunity to write. I just want to give you an opportunity to think for yourself. And they took that as work, like thinking was working. Um, and, you know, again, I see the point that they're trying to make or that they're saying, and I gave them space. I said, okay, cool. You know, we're, um, we're not going to do family night for a little while. We'll take a break from it. I know it's a lot. Dad is a lot. If anybody's met dad personally, you know that dad's a lot, right? And so over time, I noticed that I've getting these little looks here and there from, uh, from a couple of my kids about time that I'm spending with them. I've been doing all these other projects and working and um, I think they miss me and uh, kind of got into a little thing with Oliver about it. And I'm like, you know, I think that you're acting like this because you want to spend more time with me and I think you miss me and I miss you too, just so you know, by the way, love you, buddy. And, but instead of acting out and doing something wrong, it'd be really cool if you just came to me and was like, Hey dad, I know you've been working really hard lately and you've been doing all these things. But uh, I miss spending time with you. Could you like take a break, like schedule some time for me? And uh, yeah, that would uh, that would make me cry, honestly, if he said that to me, because <laughs> he's thinking about me and himself all at the same time. And I mean, what is that but a relationship to think about you and somebody else all at the same time? And uh, you know, he understood. And look, I'm not trying to ignore my children by any means. I do spend, I try to spend a lot of time doing other things, but he, again, perceived all that as work, you know, I'm trying to teach him to cook, which I think he enjoys too, to a degree, but he also sees it at work, and he wants to get, I think he missed, uh, I think he kind of missed me doing his homework with him, he's grown up a little bit, he's gotten older, he's gotten better, he's a very creative boy, and I think, like, he's like, hey, I can do this now, dad, I want to impress you, let's do this thing again, where we do, like, homework as family night projects and stuff, and, um, and maybe it's just time more than anything. And so we had a good talk and, uh, we decided that, uh, he was going to be able to express himself, tell me, Hey, look, Hey dad, I'm, I miss you. I want to do something. And I said, don't, you know, if you want to do something with me, don't ask me if I want to do it. Why don't you say, Hey dad, I'd like to do this with you. You know, don't give me a choice, right? Like if you ask me if I want to do it, 
The answer might be no. I got a lot of stuff to do. If you say, Dad, I want to do this with you, boom, top of the priority list. I need to know that you want it, kid. I got a lot of responsibilities. I got to move a lot of things around. And, you know, part of this is my fault, right? It's communication. Did I explain this to my kids when they were younger? Not well enough, I guess. But I'm trying to now. And uh, so we had a good talk. Uh, we, we had a great family night. We brought family night back in a big way. And it was a really good experience. And then the next day, oh my goodness, the next day, Taco left. Oh man, Taco. So for the, those of you who don't know, we have an Australian Shepherd that we got in March of 2020 because the world was shut down and daddy thought buying his kids a puppy was a great idea. Man, daddy's dumb. <laughs> no, I love Taco. He's a great dog. Um, I took, I was a little, uh, impetuous with my purchase of taco but my kids absolutely love him oliver struggles with taking care of him but you know that comes with the territory i didn't i got him a living thing to take care of on purpose so he understands how to take care of another living thing because he struggles at taking care of his living thing himself and as most boys do at that age you know getting up brushing your teeth doing your hair but you got to take the dog out you otherwise he's going to poop in the house you know you got responsibilities, and um, he loves them. The girls, I mean, particularly Eleanor, loves him. And, um, yeah, she was really upset. She was really upset uh, when she found out he was leaving. He, he's, he, we sent him off to boarding. And the reason we did this is because Oliver has been struggling at training him, and Dad should have more time to do it for him and with him, but you know, two parent, two income house, limited amount of time. It's just hard to do everything, especially with all the driving back and forth of school and activities and work and all that stuff. And so since I can't get it done and he's having issues, you know, Taco is at least, you know, with being rambunctious, he's a, he's a cattle dog, you know, he likes to snip people. He likes to, to round them up and, uh, he needs to be calmed down a little bit and needs to be trained so he can listen. And he listens to me, just doesn't listen to everybody else in my family. Um, and so we decided to get him boarded. Since dad can't do the job himself, dad had to pay to have somebody else do the job because the job has to get done either way. And so we boarded him. He got picked up Sunday and man, were my girls upset when they found out. And Eleanor was so, so upset. I mean, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll post some pictures, but there's so many cute pictures of her. Ever since Taco was a puppy, she just sits there and she just pets him. When we got him, she was sitting in the van. He, she was in her car seat and Taco slept on her lap the entire way home. The moment that they saw each other, they fell in love and she was heartbroken and it's so hard as a dad to watch your little girl just cry and talk, oh no, don't leave, I don't want Taco to leave. And just you give her a hug, but it doesn't help because Taco's still not there. And there's just this really amazing moment where Eleanor's sitting by the window watching Taco leave and she's crying, she's crying. 
And Sadie, who was crying a little bit originally, but, you know, she's not really as attached to Taco. She sees that Eleanor is upset, and she goes over, and she puts her arm around her, and she holds her, and she hugs her, and she says, it's going to be okay. Taco's going to be back in a couple of weeks. Oh, she's trying to soothe her. She's trying to help her. Oh, just melts my heart to watch one little girl suffer. But another little girl try to ease that suffering, and it is it was a beautiful moment, realistically. Um, even though there was pain, it was only temporary, and the the emotional bond that they probably made over that moment was not temporary. It's permanent, and uh, she'll learn from it, and she'll understand when Chitako gets back, and he doesn't jump in her face every time she walks in the door. I'm sure she will be grateful that he was boarded and trained. And when she's older and she's actually walking Taco, she's also going to appreciate that. Man, it was a good week, guys. It was a good week. It was a good dad share. I love family night. Um, anybody out there, if you have ideas for family night, oh my goodness, please send them my way. Like, So we've done, uh, like I said, we've done some like comedy skit games. We've done some karaoke. We do strategy games, although... My family's competitive. That gets a little stressful sometimes. So mm. um, we did poetry writing assignments. We did story writing assignments. And every time I had one of these, you know, even though my kids hated it, I always had these great moments where I learned something about my children, something that you just won't learn unless you ask them to write you something, anything. You can give them directions, but give them free will to go wherever they want to go with it. And they're going to tell you something that they probably haven't told anybody. It's just such a magical moment. And and then we've, you know, we got all these different types of, uh, every time you go to Target, we're like, oh, here's a secret. Did you know that at Barnes & Noble, they have like the most amazing toy selection in the back? It's like KB Sports. It's like old school quality, like board games and stuff, strategy games. It's the best place. And they also had Legos there. When everybody else was sold out of Legos and at Christmas time, Barnes & Noble's had Legos. I was shocked. I was like, because people that buy toys aren't the same people that buy books, I guess. I don't know. Why don't they, why are these things still here? I don't get it. But uh, it was great. And so anyways, if you have great family night ideas, anything that we can do, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. And remember, if it means something to you, share it. Let it mean something to somebody else. Share a podcast rate and review it, have some conversations, love your children, hug them, and remember, dad shares the best day of the week, guys. All right, man. I love you guys. Peace and love.